Okay, Chad Nation, we are now officially into the Alberta election campaign, although arguably this campaign has been going on for several months already, and uh, a lot of ads are targeting us. Different ads in Calgary, different ads in Edmonton, and all across the board, whether it's YouTube, TV, lawn signs. Do we fall for these? We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who is a professor of psychology and psychiatry at Emory University. Emory University, excuse me. He has analyzed thousands of campaign ads. Dr. Drew Weston is joining the show. Dr. Weston, thank you so much for the time. Oh, you bet. Analyzing thousands of campaign ads. You must see some interesting patterns. What made you want to dive into this area of research? You know, it's funny because I started as a clinical psychologist, but I got I got so uh I got so annoyed at the Democrats in the U.S. losing race after race uh, for the presidency that I decided, you know what, I'm going to write a book on how you would uh, how you would talk to voters if you started with an accurate understanding of how our minds and brains actually work. Wow. <laughs> and then I ended up so so for that I analyzed a zillion ads and then ended up uh, ended up primarily a political message consultant now. Wow. I, I mean, I think that there is a lot of psychology that plays into the way that we vote and the way that we're targeted. And I've seen, you know, articles talking about how even certain colors will be used in some ad campaigns to sway us in certain ways. You know, if it's a recognizable candidate, then their face will be used. But if the issue is more important, the issue will be more at the forefront. I guess at the essence, it's really all about targeting our emotions, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And, and, um, what you really want to do when you're targeting emotions, I mean, the, the, the goal should be to tell the truth well, you know, to tell the truth in an emotionally compelling way. Uh, the problem is that you can tell a lie well, too. And it's uh, <laughs> really difficult for, for, uh, for listeners or viewers to, 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 to know unless they're, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're right in the Capitol and they, they, can, they, can, they can follow these things directly. I spoke with a guest earlier this week talking about how there's there's evidence to suggest that we will respond um, in in bigger numbers and larger numbers to negative messaging. Is that true when it comes to political ads? The ones that really talk about how the other candidate is so bad and such and surrounded with such doom and gloom. Did those ones really impact us more? Well, it depends on on when in the election it is. At the, the very beginning of an election. Uh, what's most effective are um, uh, bio ads, biographical ads, where you describe um, your own your own history and how it fits into the how, where your values came from and how why at this moment you're the right person for the job. Mm. But, but later on in elections, yeah, and, and it's like if you don't do that, um, you're just not introducing yourself to voters in a positive way. And what you what you really need to do in an election is you need to create positive emotion about you and negative emotion about your opponent. And then you need to, to fend off the negative attacks that, uh, that they send your way, which are, are uh, people don't realize how effective they are consciously because they target our emotions unconsciously much of the time. You know, with things like, as you described, you pull out, uh, you forefront whatever you want to put in the forefront and you use grainy pictures of your, of your opponent and uh, you use black and white pictures of them and you catch them when they're, when their mouth is open in a peculiar way because they were speaking and you just you just caught the right moment to have their mouth open in a way that looks that looks weird or threatening 
it's interesting what you mentioned about it it, um, it depending on what part of the election you're at, where you are in the campaign. Is there strategy, you know, kind of walking through the entire process from start to finish? Do you sort of start with one type of messaging with your ads and then graduate towards something else? It's a good question. I think it really depends on the campaign and depends on what your opponent is uh what your opponent is doing. It also depends on if you're the incumbent. If you're, if you're an incumbent, you have more uh, you have more of an opportunity to tell your story in a positive way, uh, but you can't afford to uh, to allow the other side to be dominant in uh, in creating negative emotions. Because if you do that, uh, you know we we tend to think of positive and negative emotions as being the opposites of each other. Like you know, if you're if you uh, if you tend to be depressed, you can't also tend to be happy. And it actually turns out that that's not true. You know, if you if you, if you think about if I were to ask you um, or, or ask a listener, uh, do you love your your uh, your husband, wife, spouse, partner? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, most uh, most on a good day would say yes. But but if you're then to ask, well, um, who in the last few weeks pissed you off more than anybody else in the world? Well, it's the same person. And it's that balance of positive and negative that, that keeps us in relationships or gets us out of them. And it's really the same the same thing with uh, the positive and negative emotions that you can associate with your with your opponent. It's interesting to me that when we're talking about political ads, you know, my my immediate reaction to sort of roll my eyes because I find them very annoying <laughs> is is that is that strategy is that they're really I mean they're repetitive they're you know they're they're kind of transparent what you were describing with the really grainy you know bad photo of your opponent how how much of the fact that they they're just they're they're grading in general plays into whether or not they work it's so interesting and that depends on how strong a partisan you are if you're if you're partisan one way or the other you're you're uh, you're most likely actually to be affected by the negative ads against against your opponent uh, because it just it just reinforces what you already believe and, and makes you feel it more strongly. Uh, and in fact, in fact, if you're if you're a strong partisan and you see attacks on your on your uh, uh, your candidate, even if the attacks are legitimate, uh, you eventually uh, within about 20 seconds, you typically manage to rationalize that away and then you like your candidate more. So even, wow. even legitimate, uh, yeah, that's a pretty scary thing about the way our brains work. Uh, actually, I actually watched that happen in a study um, where we where we looked at partisans' brains as they heard things that they didn't want to hear about their uh, about their um, their candidate. And if you um, uh, for the first for the first uh, few seconds afterwards, their brains were just generating negative emotion signals that they were they were wildly trying to regulate outside of awareness unconsciously. And within about, uh, and none of the no reasoning circuit turned on at all. So they they weren't reasoning at all about what they were hearing. Uh, but within about twenty seconds, we started to see the beginnings of some of the circuitry that's involved in, in reasoning. Uh, and and uh, that's when people were rationalizing away and coming up with an explanation for uh, uh, for why their candidate really wasn't bad, even though the data. The evidence suggested, well, there's a problem here. Wow. I think that's so interesting because here for our our election that's upcoming in this province, you know, we have two very polarizing candidates that are very familiar to voters. And many people, I think, are 
are pretty much decided at this point. I mean, it's going to be a really close race, definitely too close to call. And so it's interesting to me, if you already know who you like, you're going to just rationalize really any targeted ad against them. It, it just brings up the question then, do these do these ads really work? I mean, are there people left to sway? In your opinion, what are some of the most effective campaigns that you've seen that do have an impact? No, the the uh, negative ads definitely do have an impact. Um, it's often stronger than the, than positive ads, uh, and, and the reason for that is that from an evolutionary perspective, we um, uh, we we um, prioritize fear um, and anxiety. Those are things that we want to uh, we want to escape, and uh, we can our minds can, can get drawn by a fear ad really quickly. Whether the fear is this person's going to raise your taxes, or whether the fear is this person's going to raise your health care costs, or, you know, uh, uh, which, which I gather are, are the subjects of some of your attack ads now, now that, yeah. uh, that your viewers are, are, are watching. Uh, but so fear does does capture us, uh, capture our attention. There was a, there was a famous ad in the, in, the, uh, in the U.S. when Hillary Clinton and uh, Barack Obama were, uh, were engaged in a primary battle back in 2008. And they were they were um, pretty much neck and neck, and uh, Hillary Clinton ran this ad that basically said it, it, it's it's three o'clock in the morning, the phone rings in the White House. Um, who do you want to answer that phone? Do you want it to be someone with no international experience at all, who's been in the Senate for a year, or do you want it to be someone who's been Secretary of State, who's been in the White House for a number of years, who mm. knows how these things work? And that ad was was. We we actually measured its conscious uh, effects on people and its unconscious effects. Consciously, uh, people didn't like it. Unconsciously, it it uh, it really lowered uh, Obama's positivity scores for people. Interesting. Increased their negative negative reaction. So yeah, what, what people say um, this is one of the problems with advertising research. You know, is that you're, it, so much of it, of it is asking people, well, how did you like that ad, or did it convince you? And the reality is that most of those decisions we're making unconsciously. And so when we answer questions like that, we're just making stuff up. <laughs> we don't know that, but, but that's, that's really what we're doing. It's interesting I, that, I say that, the, that that ad that you're describing, it immediately puts imagery into my brain, right? So you're imagining the phone call coming in at 3 o'clock in the morning at the White House. And so you can sort of call to mind that situation does that help in its effectiveness? Is that as a as a viewer or as a listener, you can sort of take yourself into that imagined situation? You are absolutely on target. Uh, that you, if you don't create a visual image, uh, your ad will not be effective. And as, you know, as, as someone who's a who's a radio host, uh, you probably, whether consciously or unconsciously, are are trying to create visual images all the time because you don't you can't show them. Uh, and and you know people people are listening and, and so what you want to do is to create create images that that um, are really powerful um, because uh, you know uh, again if you think from an evolutionary standpoint what do we what influences us uh, in in fearing things or people or driving us towards them uh, it's so much of it's what we see uh, and so that's that's a, that's really powerfully connected uh, to emotion. I, I just will, I will add that you guys in Canada do have one advantage uh, over us in the U.S., and that, that is that uh, your can. I looked at the looked at the at the spending by your candidates on on uh, on ads, and there were numbers numbers like 
88,000 <laughs> as a total expense, expenditure on ads. You know, 88,000 is, 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 a, uh, is a first couple of, uh, of exposures on television in the U.S. to one ad for one candidate. And, you know, we have, so, so you, should, you should consider yourselves lucky that this is primarily happening on the Internet and, and that you, have, you, have, you have, uh, have limits on how much, um, how much wealthy people and big corporations can give to your yeah, and, and Dr. Weston, our provincial election campaign budget has increased this year as well. So, yeah, they've they've even got some more money to spend. So if we think we're being inundated, it's nothing compared to our neighbors down south. Um, I really appreciate your time this afternoon and, and for your perspective on this. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's good to be on. Thanks. Yeah. Dr. Drew Weston is a professor of psychology and psychiatry at Emory University and has analyzed thousands of campaign ads talking about whether or not they work or if we even realize that they work.